Braunfels and welcome to the Best and Worst Podcast, where we look at the best in New Braunfels and the worst. My name is Ryan and I am here with my co-host Nicole and this is episode 11 of the Best to Worst Podcast. Hey Ryan. Hey, yeah, it is uh, It is getting hot outside and it's summer in Texas and that's how it is right now. Is it? It's just too much for the, too much heat if you ask me. It's crazy hot. It's an incinerator. It's a blast furnace. Yeah, and with all that rain, the humidity is just, it's just craziness right now, but nonetheless, we have a great show for you guys. We're going to, I mean, if the show goes the way I think it's going to go, we may be talking about a lot of historical things here in New Braunfels, so we have that going for us, and then we have some great events that are coming up that involve music, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. So, if you've been downtown or anywhere kind of down uh, Seguin Street in, San, in New Braunfels, you'll notice that there is an old hotel, and it is called the uh, the Faust Hotel. This hotel originally opened actually in October 12th, 1929 as the Traveler's Hotel. And Nicole, do you know what happened two weeks after that date? Can you go back in the magic time machine and take a guess? After it opened, does it have to do with his daughter? No, it actually has to do with the stock market crashing. Two oh, weeks that's after right. They, yes. Two weeks after they opened, yes. they had the stock yes. market Black crashed. Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Black Friday? Yeah. Black, yeah. yeah Black. So, yeah. So, it opened up as a Traveler's Hotel, and they kind of, uh, it was opened up by uh, Walter Faust Sr. He was a kind of a local, uh, I guess you could say business owner, and kind of just... Predominant person who in New Braunfels here, as you know, it's named after the his family name, the Faust Street Bridge, is obviously for him. So, in his family, but nonetheless, they opened up after the stock market crashed, and then, as you know, the Great Depression came, and they struggled, but they pushed on, and they pushed on, and they pushed on, and it was. It wasn't until, I guess you can say, World War II kind of started going in and the hotels started getting busier. It became known as the uh, honeymoon capital of the world, this Faust Street Hotel. And it's just a, it's a, I mean, it's small, I guess you could say nowadays. I'm in the hotel business, so I know big hotels and small hotels. But it's it's about 63 rooms. And it was known as the honeymoon hotel because a lot of people would go there before they were deployed and they would get married at the uh, the Faust Hotel. So little bit of history on that and the hotel has continued to thrive i guess you could say it's been there it hasn't shut down ever it's uh it's actually registered on the national registry of historical places they have a nice little plaque in front of the uh the whole the hotel there and uh it's it, it's a unique hotel it has some great history in it. and if those walls could talk it's well maybe they can maybe and, they can it it's haunted it is. It's, it is one of the uh, the haunted places in New Raffles. Um, So yeah, they say Walter is still there. And and some little kids. Yeah, and some little kids. So uh, I'll let you guys uh, figure that out for yourself if you want to go spend the $99 at the night there. <laughs> so, um, but you're probably wondering, why are we, uh, why are we talking about the, uh, the Faust Hotel? Well, they actually have been doing quite a bit of renovations actually lately. So if you haven't noticed, as you drive by the hotel recently, they added this nice little patio bar. So they kind of shut down their front drive there, and they have a little patio bar that they're serving drinks at, and uh, um, they have their restaurant service out there as well. So 
it's a nice little addition to kind of that sidewalk feel for the downtown area. We'll say that for sure. It's 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 very nice. I um, think that was a good thing. It was. I think I, I I'm looking at some of the pictures and just from driving by, it's nice. They had all these planters, lots of greenery, lots of tree. There's a, that tree right across the street from there. So it was a good thing compared to what it was uh, previously. So that is called the Magnolia uh, Patio Bars, where they're calling it now. Well, they're adding some addition. They're doing some renovations to the hotel itself. And it sounds like a big number. They're going to be spending $1 million on this hotel that's 93 years old. And $1 million seems like a lot of money to you and me, Nicole, doesn't it? It's definitely a lot of money to me. Yes. So, but in terms of a, a hotel, it's really not that much money considering, I mean, to build a new hotel this size would probably be, I don't know, 10 million these days or so. But they're investing a million dollars. They're going to be doing a lot of renovation and remodeling, mainly to the lobby area as well as to their kitchen. So they're doing a lot of structural wall stuff, redoing the dining room. I mean, I really hope that it's really nice in there once we actually kind of restore back to its historical kind of phase, I guess you could say, once it's all said and done. But the bad news on this is they're not spending a dollar on any of the rooms. And if you've seen pictures of those rooms, they're pretty dated. Yeah, those rooms need some updating. Yeah. So, and which I get a million dollars. It's it's kind of a, a low key budget. If you were to do the rooms, you'd be needed. They would need to spend probably thirty to forty thousand dollars per room. So you're talking two to three million dollars on this, but. But nonetheless, I think it's a it's a great improvement from what it was, even if they're not doing the rooms. And hopefully down the road, they'll uh, have some additional funds to do the rooms. Some nice hotels do do this where they'll do the lobby one year and then the next year they do the rooms and, and they kind of do that. But I mean, the thing that bothers me about the hotel every time I drive by those air conditionings hanging out of the, out of the windows. It's just it's just something else. It's kind of tacky. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with the Faust Hotel. Give you guys a little history on that uh, that piece of property downtown. And like I said, I hope it actually turns out really nice. And I wish they were doing more to it. But even that they are spending a million dollars on it, I'm still, I'm still going to give this the best of New Braunfels. Just because they are investing the money into the to the area and they're trying to make this hotel uh, nice again, so they have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I think it's a good thing. They're not just closing it, or you know, just trying to. They're got they're going to try to revamp it, and hopefully they'll continue going and keeping it, you know, part of the history of New Braunfels. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. Thumbs yeah, up. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Nicole, tell us about. Your little bit of history. Do you have some history for us? What do you have? I for do us? the the River Mill, the Milltown District. So um, it's uh, getting a revamping of its own. I guess if you've driven over there uh, behind uh, the marketplace there, behind Alamo Draft House, which is no longer Alamo Draft House, and Gold's Gym. Goes, yeah. Yes, it's now destroyed and torn down. I guess it was sold um during covid and all that and it just kind of sat there and got older and older and destroyed and everything and um it was bought and sold and bought and sold and now uh, casey development is constructing it 
a Gensler Austin, an architecture and design and planning firm, uh, is creating a mixed use development. And it's going to consist of residential, restaurants, bars, retail, and hotel developments, to name a few things. So the man who owns it, Kalen Kosky is his last name. Mm -hmm. He's going to put hike and bike trails along the exterior. And he's got river frontage. So they're trying to incorporate whether they're going to let the tubing industry use it and kayaking and fishing. Now, this is just his pipe dream, you know. It's right. not really set in stone yet. Um, he wants to make it a trophy piece so that New Braunfels residents get to enjoy it just as much as tourists and to fit the theme of, you know, German architecture while architecturally paying homage to the mill's history. They want to keep it in the original mill building that was built in 1922. And uh, the firm hopes construction will begin by the end of the year. And he thinks that it's going to take about 30 months of construction with overall finishing in four to five years. He's been here about 12 years. He's not originally from New Braunfels, but he wants to keep it in the theme of New Braunfels. So originally the mill was a denim and cotton um, textile, you know, uh, manufacturing plant. And it was a big part of New Braunfels and mm -hmm. it would put, put generations and generations of jobs, just much like the uh, plant Dittlinger, like we talked before on the river there. So it's a big thing in New Braunfels. Um, the project is 130,000 square feet of office space it's going to have, 83,000 square feet of retail space. And of course, city council approved 900 carefully crafted multifamily units, you know, right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, um, and I'm sure they're going to be uh, affordable housing, um, you know, of course, and there'll be parking for all. They'll they'll make sure there's parking for everybody there. It won't cause any traffic. Um, so we don't have to worry about that. And um, it'll be good. And then uh, also back, um, let's see, also there was, oh, wait, no, hang on. I lost my place there. Yeah, I'm Where looking at the go? pictures of it. It looks, it looks really nice for sure. I mean, they're really it trying does. to kind of keep does. it New Braunfels for sure. It does. So they made it a TERS, like in Creekside. So they're going to, because because it's going to be a, over $165 million to do, oh, wow. you know, just like the first section of it and things. So it is a TERS, unlike in Creekside. So it will take part of the property taxes um, away to help build it, you know, and go part of the money will go towards it. The original mill was built in 1923. It was a planters and merchants mill. It was the major source of jobs for the community, and um, it does have, it's very rich in history for Kamal, and if you took home ec, your teacher would take you on a field trip there, and you could um, pick out patterns and decide what you wanted to make and then bring the fabric with you, and it was also, the public could go there and buy fa uh, fabric in the 40s when it became a retail store. And then um, it became Mission Valley Mills, and then it became a division of West Point Pepperell in 1972, and then eventually it became Plains Cotton Cooperative, purchased the mill in 1998, and it stayed there until it closed in 2005. So it's going to probably have a boutique hotel and, um, you know, just different things that, much like they're going to have the cooperative in downtown, you know, they're yeah. going to have these sections all over town that are going to be pretty much, you know, little um like silos in waco right so yeah they're going to just be in different sections of the town yeah no i so mean I, we'll 
I was at the city council when this all got approved and everything. I talked to the developer for a while. And he said it's kind of very similar to like the uh, like what Pearl is in San Antonio, the Pearl District. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the feel he's going for. He's definitely wanting just like Pearl did where they kind of a uh, they kept a lot of the historic buildings there. That's what he's mm-hmm. looking to do. So, I mean, I kind of like it for this this particular project. I mean, it's definitely that building is just nothing. There's not a whole lot you can do with that building, really. Right. And I thing. don't mind it. I don't I. It, I think it's fine, all except for the multifamily housing. I don't think we need more of that. I don't think we need more, you know, people living in that area and more congestion and stuff. I don't mind people coming and going. And I don't mind the shops and the restaurants and things like that. And, and, you know, like the Pearl, I think that's great. And things for people to come and do. I just don't think we need to put more apartments. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, you know, Nicole, it's all about money and how much money you can get from the city and everything else (laughs) and how many people you can cram on top of each other yep yep so yeah it'll be interesting too what future problems this well i shouldn't say well it is problems there's going to be more traffic in the area they're going to have to figure out where traffic flow is going to go uh where people can get in and out of there because it's not suitable for the amount of people that are going to be going in and out of there right now the way it's set up and correct those roads aren't fit for that and um i just think that you know, it, those apartments, whatever they are, aren't going to be affordable. They're right on the river there. I mean, they're going to yeah. charge them. And that river does flood. When those rains come, it will flood. I mean, so they're going to have to figure something out. It's a beautiful area. I will, I will give mm-hmm. them that. So, I mean, yeah. it's not going to be affordable. So you can't, they can't package it as that. So, yeah. but it will yeah. be nice to have that. So I think it's a great thing, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, so are you going to be given this a best of new brothels or worse? I, I think it's a good thing. I think it'll be a nice thing to have. Um, I just don't like the apartment aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely think it's going to be a a best of new brothels. I believe there's going to be challenges to overcome with it. There's the apartment thing, who knows if they're going to try to put, I'd be more so for like condos and so forth down there where people mm-hmm. can actually purchase. And even though they're yeah. still kind of stacked, at least you're building equity in your, in yourself, yeah. not just passing it along to someone else. So, right. but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, it'll be, it'll, it'll be different, definitely different. I think it is one of the biggest mm-hmm. downtown projects that we'll, we have seen in a long, mm-hmm. long time. So this is a huge, huge project. And it's a, it's a huge piece of land too. So there's a lot going yeah. on right there. Yep. So, well, all right. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Nicole. And New Braunfels likes to do this thing. Well, we love music here in New Braunfels. If you haven't heard, we have music venues pretty much all over the city, all over the county. They're everywhere. They're all unique. They're all just a lot of fun. But our city actually does a a uh, little summer concert series called Live at Landa. And this is located at the Landa Park Dance Lab. If you don't know where that is, go to Landa Park, walk around and see what looks like a dance lab and you'll find it. Um, but they will be there. Basically, it's every Thursday night. Is that right? Yep, yeah. from 7 yeah. to 9 p.m. Yes, the Thursday night, 7 to 9 p.m. They're going to have live music. They're going to have food trucks. They'll have uh, games out there. I think they'll have like cornhole and so forth, family activities. Um, on June 22nd, they'll have Jay Eric in Rumortown. And then June 29th, they have the homebodies. And then on July 4th, the 4th of July, Independence Day, 
they will have the Jay Abram band out there. And then after that band plays, they will be shooting off the uh, the fireworks like they do every year. So lots of fun, lots of lots of fun free music going on down there. So it's kind of one of those things you go down there, you bring your lawn chair, you hang out and you relax and just listen to some music and enjoy the uh, our quote unquote small town feel. Yeah, you can take your chairs and sit out there. They have mini golf, paddle boats, miniature trains. Land of Park's a great place. And I, I don't know if everybody uses that park as much as they should and could. It's a great, you know, it has a lot of nature out there, tons of deer. It's got a lot of playscapes on it. It's a great park. It's yeah. got beautiful hundred-year-old trees. I mean, you should really take advantage of it if you're a citizen here. Yeah, most definitely. Although I will say the mosquitoes there have been, I think, all over town. It's been crazy lately. It's everywhere. The, with yeah. that rain that we had all those mm-hmm. weeks, they're crazy. But, you know, just put some awesome on that doesn't yeah keep yourself moving and you'll be good it can't catch up with you right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so So, but you should you should go out and listen to the music it's free it's a great fun family activity it gets you out of the house it's during the week it's a thursday it's a precursor to the weekend go have some fun there's three more weeks of it absolutely yeah it'll be a lot of fun so uh live atlanta we'll put a link in the uh, show notes if you want to get that link and just see who's playing and additional details on it so you can make sure you can put those dates in your calendar but i am definitely giving this a best of new brothels i think this is the first week we had three thumbs up we did we had the trifecta happen today i know and it's something you get back for your tax dollars so (laughs) take advantage Mm -hmm. of it (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You guys pay for this live Atlanta. Yeah. It's no such thing as a free lunch, as they say. In exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Well, that is our, our show today. Um, we are kind of just going to wrap things up here. If you are wanting to follow us on the uh, the music apps, I guess you call them, Apple Podcasts, we're on, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Best to Worst Podcast and like us on there. And if you want that good old-fashioned email, click on the uh, show notes, click on the link in there, and you can subscribe, and we'll send you a email every time a new show comes out. So, but without further ado, I am out of here. Bye, everybody.